Pylon listeners, we are back and ready for Super Bowl Sunday. Um, that is, of course, on Sunday. We're recording this on Wednesday night. Uh, on this episode, we'll be getting into a lot of the coaching changes that have happened in the NFC North. And then, of course, talking about the Super Bowl and our best bets. So it'll be a fun one to end our best bets. And really, the 2021-2022 uh, season as a whole. And then we get into draft and then the offseason. So a lot to talk about on this episode. But before we get to that, let's uh, really quick introduce everybody. I'm Big Z, representing the Detroit Lions. Let's get now to the rest. We got Barty representing the Bears. Joe Burr is one of the coolest nicknames on the market. I'm here to say that right now. Then we got Revy representing the Vikings. The new regime has begun in Minnesota. Vike fans, stand up. And then last but not least, Kinger representing the Packers. Yep, gentlemen, as always, great to be back with you. Looking forward to a good matchup this weekend in the Super Bowl. Definitely riding with Joe Cool and the Bengals. You have to. So, King, Kinger, you'll be watching the Super Bowl. I know you, you, you've had like a weird relationship <laughs> with football since the Packers lost, uh, but you'll yeah, be watching. I, yeah, I told you. I ended up watching the I – t- I didn't watch the second day of the Divisional, but I watched the Bengals-Chiefs game in the AFC Championship, and it made me fall back in love with football. So I hopped right back on the train. I watched the NFC Championship, and I'm not going to miss the game on Sunday. No chance. Like an I addict. Gotcha. Well, at least you have Purdue basketball to fall back on right now, right? So. That's true, and I'm trying to uh, trying to keep this gambling train going so I can pay for a new driver for the golf season this summer. So I've got some motivations there, exterior, ulterior. Alter, alter, I don't know, exterior, some different motivations. I don't know what the word I'm looking <laughs> there for you go. is there. Yeah, dude. Uh, All right. Uh, yeah. Just gonna just gonna toss this out there right now, dude. You didn't take advantage of the uh, Taylor Made promo that went flying around like last week. There, I, no, I got I, somebody accidentally put out a, a promo and uh, it was pretty much nixed in about an hour. But I know like three or four of my friends that were able to put the promo and it was half off of whatever the hell on the site. And I mean, like oh, wow. I'm telling you, wow, so they, they found out dude. somebody put that out there and released it and it was taken down. <laughs> dude. I've been DMing TaylorMade every day for a free driver, and they don't respond to me. So I would have liked to know that about. I would have liked to know that. Well, maybe, maybe uh, yeah, they could sponsor the podcast, and maybe yeah, that's the, that. I, I'll I'll throw that out there as free advertisement if they give. They have to provide the whole podcast though, not just myself. I won't be selfish. The whole podcast, or like new we just drivers. subtly drop to make your drive extra faster. Get TaylorMade. Taylor made the official driver of the pylon pod. Beautiful. Like Look, it. we already got a made. There we go. <laughs> That's free advertising. Definitely. All right, gentlemen. Uh, so let's go around the NFC North here. A lot of big changes, of course, um, going on, especially with these coaching staffs. Let's start in Chicago. Uh, Joe, I know you talked with Jared Payton at length about these, uh, these hires, but uh, Matt Eberflus, the new head coach there. Um, you're telling me Alan Williams, defensive coordinator from the Colts, uh, their DB coach, and then their offense coordinator, uh, Getze, right? Right. I have that name correct. Uh, what, what's his first name again? Luke. Luke Getze, that's right. Uh, the quarterback coach from the Packers now becoming the offense coordinator of the Bears. Uh, just your quick thoughts on these hires, because I know you talked about it a little longer uh, in the Jared Payton yeah. Uh, podcast. Yeah, I'll start with Getze. Um by all accounts, seems like he's uh, really well loved uh, from former and now you know prominent guys uh, within Green Bay's organization. Uh, they've got a lot of 
good things to say about him. One thing I really liked about him was that he was responsible for third downs with Green Bay, right? Uh, so, I mean, if you're going to hand over the third down uh, coordinating uh, scheme, uh, you, you must, you must, you know, have a little bit of faith with the organization there. So uh, I, I'm looking forward to the development of Justin Fields with him. Um, the Alan Williams, uh, he's been around, I think now this is going to be his 22nd season in the NFL as a coach. Um, which, you know, when it comes to, uh, just experience, you got to be happy with that. He comes over with Matt Eberflus as he was the, uh, DB's coach over in, uh, over in Indianapolis. Uh, but he also has some play calling, uh, experience. I, I believe he was a DC in Minnesota. Um, back, I want to say when Leslie Frazier was around, uh, but those years weren't the greatest just because, you know, there was a quarterback named Christian Ponder, uh, under center over there. But, uh, you know, I, I, oh, yeah. I before that, be Tavares to... Jackson. <clears throat> oh, RIP. But, yeah, we had the worst defense. Mm. We had the worst defense. Uh, I think we were like, we were, we were the worst defense in the league that year, the year before Zimmer came and Frazier was coach with that DC. <laughs> Brutal. Brutal. But, um, you know, the bears know more than anybody that if you don't have a good offense, that's going to hurt your defense anyway. But, uh, you know, I, I think he'll be able to call, um, uh, the plays defensively, uh, for Eberflus. Eberflus is already saying he's not going to call either offense or defense. He's just going to be the head coach. Um, and you know, with his previous, uh, familiarity with how Eberflus has his or runs his team, um, I think that'll be all right. And, uh, lastly, just to touch on Flus here. Uh, I think, you know, when it comes down to the national response and, and emotion after the, you know, the, the hire was announced, everyone's like, oh, what a, you know, boring pick, what a bad pick and whatever. I don't care. To be totally honest with you, his principles and what he does, um, I feel is exactly what this team needs in terms of a culture change. Uh, you know, the first touchdown of the season that opened up this year was because Eddie Jackson didn't. Uh, touch Cooper Cup when he was down. It was just a lazy, lackadaisical play. And then the last touchdown, I believe, in the season was uh, when uh, Jalen Johnson didn't do that. And with Matty Rafluse, I mean, he's just a high energy, Cohen, you know, everyone get their hands on the ball carrier type guy, no nonsense. And uh, that's just, that's what the Bears need, first and foremost. Confidence level uh, one out of 10 going forward with these tires. Uh, collectively, I think it's a good group. Um, I would say I, I like, I, I'm going to put that in at about a six and a half, seven. I gotcha. Just, uh, just quick, uh, grades on the hire from, uh, Remy and, uh, Kinger. Then I'll get to mine. You know, <clears throat> to me, I really like the GM that you guys hired. Now bears Twitter has been arguing with Vikes Twitter since you guys made that hire that, Oh, we stole your guy from you. Blah, blah, blah. I don't think that was the case, but I do think polls is a step in the right direction. Um, head coach kind of threw me back a little bit. I say in my fantasy chat, because there's some Bears fans in there that the Bears are going to bear, but prove me wrong. Um, hopefully they can, hopefully he can develop Justin Fields. Uh, Kinger. I'm going to give it a B minus higher. Um, the least favorite of my three is Eberflus as a head coach. I think it's risky these days hot going with a defensive-minded coach. I said it right off the bat that uh, it was going to require Chicago to hire a good offensive coordinator. 
Um, you took Gessie from us. Obviously, he's unproven as a play caller and as an offensive coordinator in this league, but I think he's been in the Green Bay system, working with Rodgers for a few years now, um, has been able to develop and, and learn under Matt LaFleur, LaFleur and his scheme. I think it's a good hire. I think the GM, I think he's got a right mind. He came out with some kind of corny statements, the rah-rah, we're going to take back the North, you know. Um, that's something that we've seen before, but I think the staff the Bears put together is definitely going to change culture-wise going forward. And if Getzey turns out to be able to develop Justin Fields, like the plan is there, um, it could be a good tandem going forward. I forgot to give my grade, by the way. Um, <clears throat> C plus, C plus. Yeah, I'll give it a. I'm gonna give it a C plus too. Um, just it, it seems like a hire that's more of the same in Chicago. It doesn't seem like a drastic shift in some different direction. And that's what. Um, like you got defensive minded head coach, uh, an unproven play caller, uh, trying to lead an offense, especially with what a lot of people consider the best quarterback that's been in Chicago in years. Um, so I'm super skeptical about it. It just seems more of the same, and it seems more of the same because the same people are making the hires, and that was the main concern of all Bears fans going into the offseason. The same people are making the same hires, and I fear for the Bears that they might get the similar results until something changes at the very top. Right. No, and, and, and my only rebuttal to that is I do think, and I didn't touch on polls at the beginning of this just because I kind of dove into all that with Jared Payton on the last one, but uh, this was polls higher. Uh, so, I mean, like at least the head coach position uh, was not chosen by George McCaskey, in which we all, you know, thank God for, uh, because just like you said, I mean, until there's change, it's going to be all the same, but you know, it's 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 a it's a it's not a sexy pick at at head coach, but uh, you know Nagy, the offensive guru, and Mark Tressman, this offensive genius. I'm I mean, I'm fucking ecstatic that I don't have another one of those guys coming in. Get the dumbest guy in there on offense. <laughs> Do the opposite. <laughs> Come on, man. Because uh, uh, the Lions had Matt Patricia, defensive genius, and we saw how that went. So um, I'm all for idiots. Uh, being head coaches and leading lead the play calling <laughs> at this point. Uh, let's jump over now to Minnesota, who also has a new head coach. Remy, tell me a little bit about Kevin O'Connell, uh, the Rams' current offensive coordinator. Yeah, guys, I could not be more more excited and just relieved at this point. But let me back it up and let me start with our GM hire, Quasiado uh, Fomenta, because he's not like any other GM. He really does not have too much of that football background he you know 10 years ago was working on wall street he got an economics degree in princeton he worked for the niners from for a brief moment he worked for the niners for a while as manager of football and research development and then got promoted to director of football research and development and then got promoted to the when he went to the cleveland browns he was director director of football operations so this dude he seems like he's just hiring a lot of his people that he's overlapped with in San Francisco and he's overlapped with in Cleveland. And I, I think it showed, I think, um, you know, aside from Kellen Moore, Kevin O'Connell was a guy that I mentioned a few times and would, would be that often young offensive guy. And I think, you know, I could not be more happy because now he is going to go up against LaFleur twice a year. So it's kind of cool seeing McVay's coaching tree, uh, really go to the north and you know he has yet to... already more successful than anything in bill belichick's coaching tree <laughs> in a very short time it, it's crazy too because i mean 
we called off all the meetings of him after Wednesday when Harbaugh left. We called called off the meetings with the rest of um, the candidates and named O'Connell, but it hasn't it hasn't formally been announced by the Vikings yet. They are, can't formally announce it until after the Super Bowl. But I'm excited to uh, I'm excited to see this offense rolling now. This is this is exactly what we needed, in my opinion. I don't know what what you guys think. What happened? What happened with Harbaugh? It seemed like they were super close to a deal, and then, it, then so Harbaugh came in. Car- Harbaugh came in with every intention to sign a deal, but the Vikings, from what I've saw from a few beat writers, said that they didn't even talk about a deal. Like nothing was talked about. So Jim Harbaugh felt as if the Vikings were wasting his time. So it's kind of like you know you're sitting there all day for nine hours, and Jim's just thinking, so when is the contract gonna pop up? And they never even offered him a contract. That's when he picked the phone up and got the hell out of Minneapolis and went back to Michigan. That, hmm. d- correct me if I'm wrong, but that kind of just sounds like an interview, right? I mean, you don't get offered a contract unless you're the guy. But I, I, I and I think they they didn't like even really too much talk. They didn't even really too much talk about him being the head coach. I think it got him frustrated. I could be wrong, but they, they could have Questy could have just been bullshitting with him. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, so, uh, how would you grade? Uh, oh, and then uh, also Ed Donatel looks like he might be your defense coordinator. That's the most also recent news as well uh, from the Vic Fangio tree. Uh, most recently, Broncos defensive coordinator. So I'm, that's a good that one. I like tree to fall from that. That that's that one I like. And I know Kinger. I think he was DC back in Green Bay from like 2000 to 2004 or something. 2005. Ed Donatel. Yeah, I thought he was with. I had to Green go back Bay. and look. Kinger uh, was that Donatel uh, with Packers? I, back in, I, I didn't back know. in the early two thousands. Research his entire career. I, I think he was with. Any anyway, I mean he's he's come. He's sixty five years old. He's been with. Um, he's been with the Packers. I thought. He's uh, yeah, he's defense Atlanta. coordinator two thousand to two thousand three in Green Bay. Yeah, um, so he's been around. And yeah, yeah, I mean he's fall. He's D coordinator of the Broncos when they had a nice defense. Um, I'm, I mean, what better, what better way to uh, get a D coordinator? I'm curious to see where Andre Patterson, our current D coordinator, goes. He's great line coach. He was line coach for like 14 years with the Vikings and was just promoted to D coordinator like two seasons ago. So um, no, I'm excited for this new look in Minnesota, and I think uh, Viking fans are ready to to see some culture change there. Yeah, real quick, uh, Barney and Kinger, uh, grades. Uh, Barney, first. Sure. So for Quasi, I'm going to say an F because this sport has no room for nerds, and he just sounds like a giant nerd, and I like football guys. Uh, I also have no idea how to grade a GM. But as far as a head coach goes, uh, you know, I mean, if he's able to have success uh, with that with that Sean McVay uh, you know, outside zone running with the pairing with the West Coast passing game. I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of that style offense. And uh, I think you guys got a lot of tools. The hard part for you guys is that it requires an incredibly athletic line. So um, I think it's a good hire for X's and O's, but you guys, you know, I, I feel like you guys got a lot of uh, room to make up with the talent on your offensive line. Singer. So, B. Yeah, I'm, I'll go C plus, B minus, same thing. I think the Vikings are a little bit tougher to evaluate at this point still because the staff isn't completely rounded out and they haven't been able to make the announcement. Um, GM, again, I'm kind of with Barney, football guy, but 
there's definitely a place and play for analytics um, in football. He does, you know, like you said, seem like a very bright guy. Uh, we'll be interested to see. Has O'Connell called plays before? Yeah, he has. Uh, I, my buddy, who's a Rams fan, sent me a few clips of McVay running over to Kevin and saying, "Great play, Kev. Great play." So, well, I mean, very. <laughs> so it's, it's very situ- it's very situational, right? I'm I I'm sure because McVay. All right, so yeah. that, I'm just and, and I'm not trying to dog because it's the same situation as the Bears with Getzy, right? Um, we'll see how these guys all are. It's it's kind of interesting that some of these teams are now making moves for coordinators. Um, or head coaches, I guess, in that sense, that have have never called plays um, prior to their 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 gig as the head coach. Um, but I'm not going to say it's going to be a failure, right? It's the situation he's been in. You're not going to knock what McVay's done with his coaching tree already. So it'll be interesting. I still think it's too early to tell with Minnesota. So I'll go, like I said, C plus B minus. I'm maybe going to give the Bears a slight edge because I'm a, I'm a gutsy guy, right? And uh, Everflus has definitely been at least somewhat proven as a defensive coordinator. Not knocking O'Connell, but I just think there's less there to to back him up at this point. Big Z. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna give a B plus on the GM hire just because I love like what the Browns have been doing, uh, in terms of how big they've gone into analytics, and that's definitely what this guy has done, at least since he's been in the league. Um I'm big on that that type of movement. Also, just my 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 day to day job is working with big data, so I'm a little biased in terms of uh liking that type of stuff. Uh, so I really like the hire. I think I think he'll do a really good job. Um, the head coach hire, um, we'll see. It's so hard to tell. You know, if you're not involved in the day-to-day, it's really hard to tell how good these guys are. Um, but obviously he did enough to get the, the head coaching job. Um, so it, the head coach is so different than just being an offense coordinator, though. It, you know, how, how mm-hmm. can you lead these guys? He's 36. He's as old as Sean McVay. So it'll be how old's Kirk Cousins? 33? 33 and Quasi, might I add, yeah. is 32. So uh, yeah. Remy, do so you it'll, know? it'll just be it's interesting. Uh these young guys uh, getting hired, especially from the Sean McVay coaching tree. So I'll give it a I'm gonna give it a C plus, but I think it go I with the potential with the ceiling of an A, but the 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 floor of an F, like any other grading scale, I suppose. So ignore that part. But uh Remy, yeah. uh, has he made it official that he will be calling plays? I'm assuming he will because he's kind of the offensive guy. The, he, dude, they haven't even made it official that he's head coach yet. Like they can't really speak on it until after the oh, Super Bowl. Oh, right, it's just, right, right. So I'm sure once you know he hasn't he hasn't held a press. He, so once he holds a presser, I'm sure uh, that's probably one of the first or second questions that Chris Tomasin or Courtney Cronin or somebody from. Minnesota's going to ask about his play calling, and then I will have a good answer for you. Yeah, first time head coach, and then you know, first time like legit play caller, like you know, for the team. Uh, that's tall order, but you know, obviously, some guys have already done that and had success, so we'll see. Uh, Kicker, really quick, uh, you lose Getze, you're losing Nathaniel Hackett to Denver. What are the Packers uh, planning to do on the offense? Or do- are those yeah, we're, big we're, losses, do you think, or is it just really LaFleur that runs that? It doesn't no, matter who, who's behind him. No, we lost all three. I mean, we, we're, we've we now promoted our wide receivers coach to passing game coordinator, but we lost Getty, who was a quarterback's coach, lost Nathaniel Hackett, our OC, and we lost Justin Uten, who was our tight ends coach. He's now going to be the OC for the Broncos with uh, Hackett out there. Uh, I think it's significant. Um, Hackett has 
has been has a proven track record of being a successful play caller and running successful offenses. When Jacksonville was at their best back in the day, there there was few and far between. Portal. But but he he was he was in charge of those offenses. Uh, he's a guy that everybody loves in the locker room. You can tell a lot of players really connected with him. So um, will be interesting though. But I think our promotion from O line coach Adam Stenovich to him being our new offensive coordinator, I think that was a move that needed to happen as well. I, it sucks to see Getsy go. Um, but I think keeping Stanovich in-house, who has done an incredible job with our O-line, um, we provo- promoted uh, Luke Buckus, who was our assistant O-line coach, uh, the the nephew of the former Bear great Dick Buckus. Uh, he's now our new O-line coach. So we're keeping everything in-house. Uh, Stanovich is uh, a mind that I think a lot of people are going to be paying attention to in the upcoming years. So uh, it stinks, but you know we still got the core there. Um, you know, And LaFleur is obviously the mastermind behind uh, the offense um, in, in the scheme there, so uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see bringing back just about everybody on defense. And we did make a special teams change. Um, we fired Mo Drayton, which I think rightfully so needed to happen. And we're bringing in Rick Bisacia, the Raiders interim head coach, can be the highest player. special team, highest paid special teams coordinator in the league. So we haven't been good in special teams in ten years. So it will be nice to just you know just be competent next year. That's all I'm asking for. Just Macy Crosby finally get the boot or what? Uh, there's definitely going to be a kicking competition next year. We'll wait and see. Um, but that's definitely likely on the line, or that's going to be something that will be discussed. I as a Viking fan, I like hope to he doesn't hang around. Yeah. <laughs> I still love Mason Crosby. He's he's been nails in big games. He did, you know. Unfortunately, the whole special teams unit was trashed this year. So I think, unrightfully so, you can't put all of the blame on him. No, and you certainly. I, I, I would actually game, say man. you throw out. Offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, head coach, head coach. I think the true person that won the game was a special teams coordinator for San Fran, in which he is now the Bears special team coordinator, and that's Richard Hightower. And I am very happy about that choice, too. I, I think anybody's special teams coach could have just <laughs> taken one look at these Packers formations and been like, oh, this there. is what, this is what, exactly, this is what we're going to do here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, just really quick from the Lions, they, they hired an offense coordinator, Ben Johnson. He was a tight ends coach for the Lions uh, past few years, but then became passing game coordinator uh, midway through the season this year. And that's when we saw an uptick in Jared Goff's performance. Uh, it'll, I, I still think Dan Campbell will largely be kind of calling the plays. It's kind of a, like a formality to make Ben Johnson offense coordinator. Um, and I think it'll be run more like how Sean Payton has run his offenses in New Orleans in terms of like, Dan Campbell's final say, but uh, Ben Johnson will be like the one calling in the plays type thing. Like it's off its coordinator name, but really we know who's calling the plays. Um, so that's all I have to say about the Lions. There's not much to not much to report about them and their current uh, coaching situation because they are very stable and ready to take over the North as soon as possible. Uh, Aaron Glenn and Aubrey Aubrey Pleasant was considered for defensive coordinator for the Vikings. Uh, and then Aaron Glenn, our defense coordinator, got a couple head coaching interviews, but um, was not hired. So he'll be back. Thank God. Because everybody, uh, at least Lions fans, all agree that he did an excellent job last year. And we're excited to see what he can do with actual talent, especially number two overall defensive end. Uh, so now, all right, let's get to it. The big game on Sunday, the Rams four. Four and a half point favorites, depending on where you look um, at the spread. It's four and a half on DraftKings, four on FanDuel, I think. Uh, so it really depends where you look. Over under 48 and a half. Uh, this will be a fun game. 
this will be a really fun game. Uh, looking forward to it. Second team in a row to host uh, or have the game in their home stadium. That's pretty wild. Um, so, I mean, gentlemen, do you want to talk about this game or do you just want to get right into our see, bets and you guys talk see about the game that way? What, what's that, Kinger? UCLA can't sell tickets. The drop that get in price has dropped from like six grand to fifteen hundred in the last five days. They're not selling the way that they thought they would. Are you right, really? Yep. Wow. Saw that on Twitter today. Well, I, I've heard it's like a really hard stadium to get to. Uh it takes a long time just because LA traffic is notoriously terrible. I mean it, the state and it's, of California also, is terrible. Yeah, state of California, if you're if you're outside the state, like there's not as much uh I don't think there's quite as much uh motivation to go spend a weekend in California at this time. Hmm. Gotcha. Uh, so how do we want to do this? We just want to get to, into our best bets for the game and kind of talk about it that way. Get our, that's how we get our thoughts. What do you, what do you guys think? Well, let's go, let's go around and just say who you think is just going to win the game. All right. We can do that. So Barney, let's kick it off with you then. All right. Um, this has nothing to do with the fact that I wish nothing but misery on people who live in LA, but uh, I have to go with Joe cool, Joe Burr. Uh, I love this guy has the it factor. This guy, I've said it a million times. He shines bright when, when it's, when the lights are on. Um, I think he, he has what it takes to, uh, to take down this guy and he's got a great first name too. So um, I'm going to go with the Bengals. Bengals. Oh, man. All right, uh, Remy, what do you think? You know what? I'm going to I'm going to say this is Stafford's time to shine. Uh, he pretty much wasted his entire career, no offense, uh, Big <laughs> Z, in Detroit. And now... It's not for, a waste. He built all the... He, he wait, took 12 years um, oh, to get God. to this point. Like... <laughs> <laughs> he, he built a lot of character in this time. Also, he's now won as many NFC championships as Aaron Rodgers. I know, I know. I, I just, I, I think it's, I think it's cool. When, that stat when, is hilarious. It really is. I, I love people who are throwing that around. That's gross. I, me it, too. It, yeah, it's, it's just like <laughs> Rodgers has had so much more success, and yet people throw that around like it's. I mean, it's true. It's a fact. But, it, but it just if you look at the longevity success, it's like it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's a great. Uh, Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a great fact, in my opinion. But no, I uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think St- I think Stafford going to immediately going to the Rams, and I as much as I lo- love the Bengals, I always say they're my second favorite team. You know, I'm just I bet that the Rams are going to do it. I bet I, I'm going Rams. Well, uh, what 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 score do you think? You got to give me a score. Uh, Barney, Barney, did you give a score? I didn't, but I'll go right after you. Okay. Um, you know, I, I do think the Rams cover, so I think it's going to be a 10 point game. We're going to go 30 to 20. Ooh, all right. Barney, uh, score. I'm going to go 29 26. Bang. Mm. All right, Kinger. Yeah, my heart and everything that about this i mean i'm rooting for the Bengals. there's no doubt about it i'm I, I i hope they win this game now that being said i think the Bengals are going to score some points but across the field i think this is a very bad matchup for the Bengals on the offensive side of the ball the, the rams are willing to give up those short uh intermediate passes all day long that's their game plan um 
the Bengals, you know, they do thrive off of explosive plays to a certain point, being able to run the ball. This is a bad matchup for that offensive line. I think Aaron Donald has feasts in this game with that pass rush, Leonard Floyd, Von Miller. Um, <clears throat> it's going to be a very tall task for Cincinnati to win this game. So uh, I'm probably going to root for Cincinnati. I'm going to probably bet the Rams. I, I am going to probably bet the I am going to bet the Rams. We'll just say that now. And I'm going to go 27-21 LA. There a boy. That a boy. All right, because you can, you can tell where I'm leaning as well. So, <laughs> and maybe it's a little biased, but uh, you know I've been big. I, I picked Stafford as my MVP for the regular season. He didn't quite get there. He still had a fantastic year. Um, just didn't quite get to the MVP level, unfortunately. But um, you know he's he's looked great in these playoffs. Uh, and I, this Rams team is perfectly built to beat the Bengals. Uh, especially the way they play defense. They uh, they play zone more than any other team in the NFL, or like, it's like top two. And the Bengals have thrived in these playoffs um, playing against man coverage. And really all year uh, they've been one of the best against man coverage, but middle of the pack in terms of zone coverage. Um, and mix that with this Rams defensive line, uh, which I think is better than what the Titans are. And we saw what the Titans did to this Bengals offensive line in the playoffs. I just think this is a perfect matchup. Um, I don't think the line of four, four and a half is high enough. I, the Brams the, the at least win this by a touchdown, if not double digits. Uh, so I like, um, I like, tw- no, I'm going to go, I'll go 30 to 17 Rams. Um, I just don't think the, uh, the Bengals match up well in this game. Maybe, maybe they get a late backdoor cover, uh, but, that, that's it. I, I I really think the Rams match up extremely well in this game. Uh, so now let's get into our best bets. The Titans matched up really well too. Just gonna say that. Yeah, but they didn't have the offensive firepower. Uh, I don't know. From, from the quarterback position, from the quarterback position, sure. More so, sure. I think that's a big difference maker. Uh, but you're right. You're right. Uh, they did have the, like they had the receivers. Uh. But it, I, I just think they match up really well. So, uh, oh, it's, you want to get right. our best you're, bets out? Are we doing three best bets or four? Three or four? Ooh, three? I have three, but I mean, I can try to whip up a fourth. I, I have three as well. I have three as well. Anyway. All right, we'll stick with three. We'll stick with All three. right, Big Z, you, you rattle yours off. You want me to go first? Yes, I All do. Right. All right, so my first one is even odds. Samaj Perrine over one and a half re- receptions in this game. I think the Bengals are going to be forced to throw. Perrine has been that guy that's been targeted in the passing game more. Uh, So that is one of my favorite ones in this. My second one is Joe Mixon under 63.5 rushing yards. The Rams' defensive line has been extremely good against the run. Look at what they did against um, the 49ers in the last game. Really all playoffs. Uh, the Bucks. The Bucks don't really run the ball well to begin with. Um, but man, I just uh, they have been really dominant uh, against the run, and I think the Bengals are going to be forced to pass in the second half more as well. Uh, so I really like under sixty-three and a half rushing yards for Joe Mixon. And my last one, it's a tough one. That's why I want. That's why I was wondering if there's four. But I'm going to go over nine and a half points in the third quarter. Uh, scored. That that's the overrunner in the third quarter. What are the odds on uh, that? Just one ten. Uh, 
I believe so. It might be like minus one twenty, one minus one twenty-five. So it's a little juice, but I really like it. Matt Stafford and Joe Burrow, the two most aggressive quarterbacks in the third quarter in the NFL this year. Um, and I, I think that aggression is going to lead to some, whether it's a t- like a, a turnover or something like that, but it's going to lead to points in the third quarter. Um, I, so I, that's those are my top three bets. I'm just going to throw out a four, my fourth one. That would have done if I if we did do four. Uh, Evan McPherson over one and a half field goal attempts <clears throat> is minus one thirty. I really like that w- that one as well. He doesn't even have to make him, although he he probably will because he's been a beast. Uh, and his MVP odds are hundred to one, by the way. But um, I also I will also be taking the Rams. But these are I want to do props as my best bets here. So those are mine. Let's let's hear what uh, you guys got. I'm curious if anybody had the same or if you're all different. So uh, let's go to or Barney. You call out who goes next, whether it's you or someone else. Rami. All right, uh, I've been pretty sitting good this whole playoff run, and I'm trying to end on a bang. So I'm going to take <laughs> the over. We're going to roll with the over here. Bang. It's going to be a gun slinging fest, but we all know who gets the last laugh, and it'll be the Rams covering. My four and a half. I'm going to take the over. I got the Rams minus four and a half. And I got Stafford over 281 passing yards. Book it. Money. Hmm. All right. What what was the yardage again on Stafford? Over 281. Mm, All right. Oh, wow. That's gone up. I I think it opened at like 274 or something like that. So that's uh, it's probably going to keep going up too to the Super Bowl. So. When you listen, if you hear that and you like it, take it now because usually those props only go up. They don't go down. People like the overs. Uh, Barney, are you going to go or are we going to leave you for last? Uh, yeah, I'm going to be last. Kinger, you go. All right. Okay, real quick here. Give me over Cam Akers, 64 and a half rushing yards. Mm. Give me over 65 Odell Beckham receiving yards and give me tails on the coin flip. Those are my three best Oh, you <laughs> go with the coin flip. Go what about the coin flip? Somebody's got the a bet. The odds are there, boys. The odds are there. Bet Gatorade color. If I had to bet Gatorade color, blue, because I think the Rams win and they have blue Gator. I think See, it's I, I, yellow. It could the, be yellow. When the Chiefs won it last uh, two years, no, the when when the Bucks it was won orange. It la- the, when the Bucks won it last year, it was blue. Two years ago, Chiefs was orange. I'm pretty sure. The I most bet, popular yeah, yeah, Gatorade color, orange. I think, I heard on a podcast uh, I was listening to. Six of the last eight have been orange. No, so it, it's a, it. Orange is the most or, popular in the or, last ten years. Yeah, in the last ten years, in the last I want to say since two thousand ten. So what would that be? Eleven years, twelve year, twelve Super Bowls. Uh, both orange and blue have had three. I think I think orange had four. So orange, mm. blue, and then it would be like you know like a red or one one had zero. Uh, there was there was nothing. So. Um, but I am going to rock with mine. And the reason why I had to go last was just because I needed to double check on my Evan McPherson bet here, because I just wanted to make sure it was not field goals made or attempt. Um, so my three, and I just hinted on one of those, uh, Evan McPherson field goals made over Mm. one and a half is minus minus one ten. I'm just very confident. My guy, uh, that trick shot video was badass um <laughs> but also cincinnati team total i'm all about those team totals and cincinnati's winning this game so it's over 21 and a half uh joe bird does not get stopped 
even if it's garbage points. He doesn't get stopped. He's going to make me some money. And then last but not least, well, it's not the first thing that, it's not the first prop. I guess the tails is, tails heads or tails is the first prop, but the first game prop. Opening kickoff to be a touchback, no. I'm going no. It's going to be run out. Uh, juices will be flowing. That ball's not getting to the to the back of the end zone. And one of these guys are going to try to open up the Super Bowl like Devin Hester with a nice little touchdown. What are the odds on that one? Uh, that is plus 115 if you take no, but I think it's minus 140 if it's a touchback. Hasn't recent history in the Super Bowl been they take it out, right, too? I, You know, I, I was listening to a couple of different podcasts, and one, uh, one of them... Uh, most importantly, Pat McAfee, he basically says like these balls go straight into like the Hall of Fame and they're never used before. And like they're just a lot harder, uh, hmm. you know, like feel wise. So they don't travel as far. Um, it'll still reach it to the end zone, but, you know, it'll maybe just be like a foot or, you know, like whatever. He's just he's just giving his input. Uh, but he said that's one hmm. of his favorite bets. So I'm going to I'm going to trust the kicking guy there. All right. I like it. I like it. Uh, really quick, uh, who do we think is MVP of the Super Bowl? Here's some odds: Matt Stafford, even; Joe Burrow, plus two twenty-five; Cup, six to one; Donald, sixteen to one; Chase, eighteen to one; Odell, twenty-eight to one; Cam Akers, thirty-five; Von Miller, forty-five; T. Higgins, forty-five; Joe Mixon, forty-five, and then just we get to more and more. Uh, so, really quick, who do you think Super Bowl MVP? Barney, Burr, Remy. If I wasn't betting. Uh, I'd bet I'd bet Aaron Donald, but I gotta probably go with Stafford. But Aaron Donald, Loki. <laughs> Dang it! Yeah, I'm I'm with Stafford though. Yeah, I I think I I'll, I'll go. I'm gonna go Stafford too. A fun one is Evan McPherson at 130 to one. If it's a low scoring game and he has four or five field goals, you can give it to the kicker. Sure. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. I think that's gonna wrap it up. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday. It's right around the corner. So I uh, hope you listen to these, these bets. Uh, maybe take one or two of them, win some money. But otherwise, just really, our listeners, enjoy the Sunday. It's the last Sunday of football. I won't say for a while because the USFL comes out in April, I think. So there's some Ooh. football. <laughs> it's not the same, obviously. But it's, hey, football. football's football. Um, Jeff Fisher's back into coaching in that league. So there's a lot of fun stuff going on there. But, uh, yeah, but it's really, it's the end. And that football, unfortunately, has the longest offseason. It's just such a long wait for the next one. Always is. But that's all right. Uh, we want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast, please download, please subscribe, please leave a review. Always greatly appreciate that. And uh, thanks to our producer, Kid J, as well. Always greatly appreciate the work they puts in. Uh, this is our last one, though, uh, for the 2021-2022 season. I guess after this, we'll have some draft coverage and get ready for all that that'll be fun uh we got a lot of draft stuff to talk about a lot of draft stuff so uh thank you everybody for listening have a great super bowl weekend and we'll be back uh you know we'll just just be on the lookout for some draft stuff going forward burr down <laughs>